Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, this week I got a great question from Connie. Connie was a listener to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. She's out of Nebraska. And Connie sent in a question that said, My husband and I looked at long-term care insurance and got a quote from our advisor. He said we have to have individual plans. Are there plans out there that we can both be on the same one? And does it make more sense to have one plan for two people versus two individual plans? So this is a great question. And I thought, you know, when I saw this, I thought, you know, I'm going to I'm going to answer Connie's question. I'm going to build, you know, a, a, a podcast around this. And really what Connie's talking about today, the question is really about individual versus joint plans. OK, so. I'm going to touch on this, but I also want to touch on some other design considerations you want to think about when building a long-term care plan. And I'll tell you what, if you're new to long-term care radio um, or the podcast, I just love these questions. You can go to our website, 525longtermcare.com, click on the podcast tab up top, and that'll take you down to where you can send us in a question. And we you know, answer all the questions, and sometimes I get one, I think, you know what, I'm going to build a podcast around that. So thank you, Connie, for sending this in to us. Um, Here's what I like to kind of think about here. When we're designing a plan, I, I like to use the analogy of car shopping. Anyone who's gone out and looked for a new car knows that there's quite a bit of you know different features and different options, and there's a lot of things to consider when buying a car. In fact, just this weekend, we were celebrating my daughter graduated from high school, and my aunt was over, and she's going to be buying a new car. And part of her concern is that she's got family moving back in with her that has up grandkids. So she's going to have two grandkids living at home that are very young. So she wants room for everybody in the same vehicle. But yes, she lives on a hill that gets an icy road. So she needs all wheel drive. So she's just kind of going through this, you know, checkbox of items to consider gas mileage versus efficiency versus being able to pack everybody in there. So long-term care insurance is kind of the same, same way. And what I want to do today is just talk about some of those items that we need to consider when we're starting to look at putting a plan in place. Now, we're going to start with traditional versus asset-based plans. Then I'm going to get to Connie's question and discuss single plans versus joint plans and also what is what is a shared care plan because you're going to hear that term out there if you start looking around for long-term care plans. Then we'll talk about you know how do you want to fund your plan? What's the most efficient way to do that? And lastly, how do you want your benefits paid to you when you go on claim? And so I'm going to touch on all of these things today. But first off... There are really two distinct classes of long-term care insurance plans. There's traditional plans and there's asset-based plans. And we need to figure out, we need to understand the difference between these two because you need to decide which route you're going to go when you start looking at planning. So let's talk about the traditional plans first. These are the pay-as-you-go plans that most people who have long-term care insurance enforce today have. They bought it what we call a traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care insurance plan. They work a lot like all of our other insurances in the sense that you're going to set up a plan, you're going to design that bucket of money, and you're going to pay premiums to keep that plan in force. Now, traditional plans have been around since the late 1970s. They peaked in popularity you know, right around the turn of the century, right around 2000, and they have been on the downhill slide ever since then. And what I mean by this is that the numbers of carriers have been shrinking and the numbers of policies sold have been going down as well. And in fact, we've gone from over 120 companies that offered traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care plans down to less than 10 today. In fact, there's really about eight of them out there. Um, we work with about three on a regular basis because there's a couple that are captive agents only, meaning only that you have to be an agent of that company, which we're independent. And there's a few fraternal organizations out there that still offer long-term care insurance to their members. But as a general rule, we're down to less than eight total out of 120. Now, some of the reasons why they're not as popular anymore as they were is, number one, without question, is rate increases. Not only has the cost of that insurance gone up if you go buy a policy today versus 20 years ago, the people that bought those policies 20 years ago have all seen rate increases on their existing plans. So traditional long-term care plans are treated like medical insurance. The insurance company can't just pick you out, single you out, and say, hey, we're going to raise your rates. 
But what they can do is they can raise the rates on a group. And so as that, we, we call it a block of business. Um, those, you know, all the 65-year-olds in Nebraska, for instance, are going to have their rates increased at once. And they have to, go, you know, the companies have to basically apply through the state to say, hey, we want to request a rate increase on this block of business and it has to be approved, but they can raise them as a group, and they do. In fact, all the companies now have raised rates on their existing clients except for one fraternal company that you and I can't get into. So rate increases has been a big problem. Um, I think another reason for the decline in, in popularity with traditional plans is there's just fewer planning options. Um, they used to have all kinds of different options and riders and all these different things that you could do on the plans. And they've really just kind of streamlined it down. And with that, like, for instance, payment options. Used to be you could buy a policy that you could have paid up in 10 years, in 20 years, or paid up at 65. Um, They had different um, carriers would say you can add coverage down the road at certain points. And a lot of those options and features have disappeared now. So that's one of the reasons there, too. Most, The vast majority of the plans are just simply pay until you go on claim. There are a few plans out there that offer like a 10 pay, and I do have one company that offers a single pay on a traditional, but that's it. It's very limited. Also, stricter underwriting. Remember, the idea of long-term care insurance is to give you immediate coverage today. So it's just like homeowner's insurance. If you write a check for $1,000 and your house burns down tomorrow, they're going to come rebuild it. Long-term care works the same way. So what they're looking at from a health point of view is they're going to be a little bit stricter on the underwriting because they know that once you go on claim, the waiver premium is going to kick in. They don't have a chance to collect any more premiums or to invest that money. So the underwriting is harder than it is on some of the new asset-based plans. And basically, the, I think the, 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 final, uh, you know, the final arrow in the, in the coffin here, so to speak, is the asset-based options that are now available. So these asset-based options have come out, and I want to talk about those next. So asset-based plans have been growing year over year for the last decade. These plans are also referred to as hybrid or what we call linked benefit plans, which is the official name by the IRS. And asset-based plans have really grown in popularity because they have some very distinct features. Number one, if you are going to pay into an asset-based plan over time, they're guaranteed level payments. Those payments cannot increase. Number two, we have multiple ways to fund these plans. We can do it over time. We can do it in a lump sum. We could do it over a set number of payments, like five annual payments or 10 annual payments. I have a company that offers a paid up at 65 option. We have a company that offers seven years of payments. So it gives us the flexibility to design a plan and then fund a plan that's going to fit our particular needs. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, these asset-based plans are so popular is because, A, it's a finite amount of money going in, and it's guaranteed level payments if you pay over time. But the biggest thing by far is they pay you back whether you use them or not. And we refer to this as win, lose, or draw, meaning if you have an asset-based long-term care plan and I win, It means I live a nice long life. I have one bad night and I die on my pillow. I never needed long-term care. Your money wasn't wasted. It's going to be paid back to the estate. And a lot of times you'll hear on these client of the weeks, a lot of times people get more money paid back than they put in. Um, If you lose, you end up in long-term care. If you have a plan like I do, you can have unlimited long-term care benefits, meaning you will never run out of those long-term care benefits. It's going to last your entire lifetime once you go on claim. And then if you draw, you have to, you know, for whatever reason, you need to cancel that plan. There's always some value in that asset-based plan. So you just didn't walk away from your premiums. So again, win, lose, or draw. And then finally, I'm going to say more flexible underwriting. We have asset-based plans that go up to, uh, you know, the savings-based plans go up to age 85. And they're just a little bit more flexible on the underwriting. I mean, maybe a traditional plan you would get turned down for, you can get approved on an asset-based plan. So when you start the process and you start looking at long-term care planning, you want to decide between the traditional model and the asset-based options, and you want to make sure you understand the pros and the cons of the different types of plans out there that you're considering. Now, let's discuss joint plans versus single plans and get back to Connie's question. First thing I want you to understand on long-term care insurance plan is the terminology might not mean the same thing between different carriers. When I say the word joint, for instance, there are traditional carriers out there that use this term when a couple apply together, so joint coverage. The premium is for both of them until one of them dies, and then there's still going to be a premium for the other person, for the survivor, so to speak. Now, even though they say joint, it's really two distinct buckets of money. Now, 
if you have a shared care rider on that policy, you could have a joint policy with a shared care rider, people would be dipping into each other's policy once they used up all the benefits in their policy. That's a different terminology as well too, shared care. But when we use the word joint for an asset-based plan, it's a little bit different. What that means is we have one bucket of money that two people can pull out of. And that's really what we're designing when we talk about joint plans for asset-based plans. And so when we go back to Connie's question, are there plans where both her and her husband can be on one plan? The answer is yes on the asset-based plans. And that's really what she was looking at. She was looking at an asset-based plan. That's what her advisor gave her. He gave her two individual policies and said you had to have those. She's asking, is there a joint policy out there? Well, with the carrier that that advisor gave her, there's not. But there's other asset-based carriers that do have a joint plan. So the key thing to understand, you know, which option is better? Well, in most cases, the joint policy for a married couple, you're going to get a lot more insurance for less money. And the key thing to understand about those asset-based plans is the premium. Most of the time, it's in the form when we, I'm sorry, the return of premium. And most of the time, when we talk about an asset-based plan, if you don't use it, you're going to get that money paid back. It's going to be in the form of a tax-free death benefit. So when we go to a joint plan, it takes two people to die before that death benefit is paid out. If we have an individual plan for each person, that death benefit is going to be paid out when that first person passes away. So again, going back to Connie's question, her advisor showed her an asset-based plan from a carrier that just doesn't offer a joint plan. If she moves over to a joint option, she and her husband will get more long-term care insurance for less money because they lowered the death benefit risk to the insurance company. So in a nutshell, the vast majority of my clients who qualify for a joint plan take that joint plan over individual plans because it's more cost-effective to get the long-term care insurance. And we're not buying these policies for the death benefit. That death benefit is just an add-on in case we don't use our long-term care insurance. That money is going to come back to the estate. What we're really getting it for is maximum long-term care protection. So looking at my clock here, let me sneak in my first break, but stick around. When we come back, we'll carry on the conversation about some of the things you need to consider when designing a long-term care plan. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. 
All right, and we're back. Thanks for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Uh, you know, we are through with our classes for June, but we do have a couple classes coming up next month in July. They are on the calendar. It's going to be on the 15th, which is a Saturday, and the 20th. You can get all that information at 525longtermcare.com. And again, the classes are live, so it's just a way for you to kind of sign up, spend an hour with us, learn about the you know the 10,000-foot overview on what long-term care is, what it pays for, some of the options, and then get your questions answered in a kind of a nice, easy-to-go format there. So again, 525longtermcare.com. So today we are talking about some of the items you need to consider when putting a long-term care insurance plan in place. We just talked about, you know, understand traditional versus asset-based plans. And we also talked about joint plans versus single plans. And so the takeaway on that, on the, the, on the traditional plans, you know, they use joint differently. But on the asset-based plans, the plans that pay you back, you're either going to have an individual bucket of money for each person or you're going to have one big bucket of money that two people can pull out of. That's a true joint asset-based plan. That's going to be the most cost-efficient way for a couple to get a plan to set them up. However, if you are interested in that death benefit triggering on the first person to die, you have to have individual policies. So next I want to talk about funding. Let's, let's talk about this for a second. This is another item that you really need to consider. On traditional plans, most carriers require just ongoing payments until you go on claim. And then once you go on claim, they're going to waive those payments. So a 50-year-old, you know, if they don't go on claim till they're 90, they're going to pay 40 years of payments. Um, as, you know, but also that 50-year-old gets hit by the bus and goes on claim and 55, he's only paid five years of payments because that waiver premium kicks in. I do have two companies out there that offer a paid up in 10 years, meaning I'm going to make 10 annual payments on a traditional plan and then I'll be done. And I have one company that does a single payment for a traditional. That's for a C corporation carve out. So um, I don't do those. They don't make sense for individuals. They're more expensive than asset-based plans and they don't pay you back. So it doesn't, you know, unless you put another rider on them and then they get even more expensive beyond that. So basically the overwhelming majority of traditional plans are just pay as you go. There's, you know, you're going to make that premium payment and the payments are not guaranteed level. So now let's switch gears for a minute and talk about the asset-based plans. This is where we have a great variety of funding options, and they are different among the carriers. So let's talk about some of these options. Number one, single payment. This is still one of our most popular ways to fund an asset-based plan because really what we're doing is we're repositioning some assets you already have into an insurance plan. You're going to get paid back either way, and a lot of those plans are going to pay you back more than you put in. So it's the, the, the guarantee is like, yeah, I'll put my money over there. I'll get more of it back, but should I need long-term care? Now I could have unlimited long-term care coverage. Our savings-based plans that are out there that you hear us talking about every once in a while, those require you to fund them with a single base, uh, single lump sum. That's it. That's, that's just the way you do. However, when we move over to the linked benefits or the asset-based plans that have a life insurance component in there, now we have multiple ways to pay these plans. We can do them in, like I say, limited pay options, five years, 10 years, 20 years. We can do a paid up at 65. I even have two companies that allow us to do... Um, continuous pay. So it looks like a traditional plan in the sense that I just have ongoing payments, but I can still get a waiver premium built in there and I have guaranteed level payments. And if I don't use it, there's still going to be some value that's going to come back to the estate. So there are those options. We can also do a deposit. So let's say instead of putting $200,000 into a plan, you want to deposit $100,000 and pay that other $100,000 over time. You can do that as well too with asset-based plans. The advantage is all of these options allow you to know how much money you will put into your plan so it's a predictable, finite amount. And that's not something we can say about a traditional plan. Ongoing guaranteed level payments, again, pay until basically age 100. That's our least popular way. But the key with asset-based plans is there are a lot of funding options available. And depending on your situation, one might be better than another. For instance, if you're a business owner, and you can deduct some of those premiums, we might want to avoid doing a single pay asset-based plan and maybe spread that payment out over time or spread at least part of it out over time so you can get some tax deductions on the long-term care portion. And one last point, if you are paying over time, most of the asset-based plans will waive the premium when you trigger a claim, just like traditional plans. So my personal plan is a 10 pay. So if I get hit by the bus and I go on claim at year seven, I'm not going to make payments for eight, nine, and 10. That's the, the premium is waived. I still have the full benefits. And this is key to know because that's what makes long-term care insurance so different than other insurance companies like our health insurance. They don't waive the premiums once you know, you're, you're diagnosed with something, you go down and start getting treatment, you still got to make your payments. But that's not the case 
on the long-term care insurance in most cases. Okay, now let's switch over and talk about how you want to receive your benefits when you go on claim because you do have a choice on the asset-based plans. And this conversation is going to apply only to asset-based plans because traditional plans do not give us a choice. Traditional plans today, if you take them out, they're going to be what we call reimbursement, meaning receipts go to the insurance company, they reimburse you up to your limit for what you spend. So the choices that we have on the asset-based plans are broken down either to reimbursement, which is the standard, or indemnity. Now let's start with reimbursement. That's what my plan is that I have personally. Reimbursement is just the standard way most plans pay the benefits and the only option on the traditional plans. But what they're doing is they're reimbursing you for your up to your monthly limit, which is dictated by your policy, right? So you took out a policy. So my policy said $8,000 a month. I have a 3% inflation factor on it. So I'm at like maybe $8,600 a month today. So if I went on claim, I could spend up to $8,600. So if I spend $7,800, the insurance company reimburses me the $7,800. If I spend $10,000, they're going to reimburse me the $8,600, whatever my limit is, okay? So the money can be paid to you, it can be paid back to your power of attorney, or it can be paid directly to your caregiver or your agency um, or your facility. So when my grandmother moved into the assisted living facility, we just had the insurance company pay directly to the facility. That was easy squeezy because the cost of her assisted living was actually more than her insurance, and so it didn't matter. We just had them pay that, and then she made up the difference. So that was easiest for to do. The agency providing your care is going to provide the statement At the end of your month, they're going to provide that to the insurance company. The insurance company will review that. They'll send you the funds back the way you want them, again, either to yourself, to your power of attorney, or direct pay to your care agency. There's no record keeping on your end. At the end of the year, you're going to get a 1099 LTC, which just says this is how much money the insurance company paid out for you. That's it. You don't have to do anything with it because that 1099 is marked reimbursement, which means you don't have to do any other additional paperwork. Now, reimbursement pays for formal care only. So the big takeaway on reimbursement plans is you cannot pay a family member with a reimbursement um, policy. So let's switch gears now to what we call indemnity. And indemnity is just a fancy word for cash. And simply what that means is I'm going to trigger my long-term care event, and and they all trigger the same way. It doesn't matter if you have a traditional asset-based cash reimbursement um, policy. It doesn't matter. You're going to need help with two out of six activities of daily living or you're going to be cognitively impaired. That's what's going to trigger the policy. The difference on a cash policy is once you trigger that benefit, the company is simply going to send you your full monthly benefit. They are not going to require receipts. So you just get that full check every month. So if you have $8,000 a month, you get a check for $8,000. They do not verify the charges or audit the expenses. So again, if your healthcare worker is charging you for 16 hours of, of grocery shopping instead of one hour, There's nobody on that back end at the insurance company to audit that. That's going to be somebody you and your family are going to have to handle. And the nice thing about these cash benefit plans, which make them very attractive to a lot of people, is you can pay for informal care, meaning you can pay a family member or you can hire somebody that you know and trust to provide that care. And so that's the difference on cash benefit plans. Now, we have about three companies out there right now that are offering, on the asset-based side, full what we call indemnity or cash benefits once you go on claim. But there is a downside. You're always giving something up to get something. One of the things is you're responsible for keeping track of the money that you pay out and the money that comes in. At the end of the year, you're going to get that 1099 LTC, but it's going to be marked indemnity, which means that now you have to file, um, blah, 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 excuse me, you've got to fill out form 8853 which just says, hey, this goes to the IRS, tells you how much money you got and how much money you paid out. Because remember, the money you get is tax-free, but the money you pay to somebody else is income. So just be aware of that. If you're using a licensed agency or, or facility, it just really doesn't matter because they're going to have all the receipts and all the paperwork ready for you anyway. So in a nutshell, you know, cash or reimbursement are the two options. Now I'm looking at my clock. I got to squeeze in a quick break, but stick around. When we return, I'm going to introduce you to Kyle and Monica, our clients of the week. And I'm going to show you how we set up a joint asset-based plan with a cash benefit funded over 10 years, and we'll pay them back more than they put into their plan. I'll show you all that more when we get back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, here we go, segment three. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So um, every week we bring you a client of the week, and I try to kind of time into the, um, you know, to the podcast, to like what we're talking about t- um, during the day. And this week I want to introduce you to Kyle, who's 55, Monica, who is 54. They're the parents of two, uh, patiently waiting on grandkids, but not in a hurry. Their kids are still young. They're in their 20s, so they're like, yeah, let them take their time. Um, but they came to us uh, wanting to look at a plan and look at some planning options. And their number one concern by far was not being a burden on their kids. Um, They wanted a stream of money to pay for care so they didn't have to sell assets off. Kyle's father had multiple strokes over the years. He did not have long-term care insurance. So this was something that was very uh, fresh in Kyle's memory. He said, you know, he saw firsthand how costly the care was, just not financially, but physically. You know, his mom was caregiver for years and she just wore herself out and he saw the pressure that it put on him and also on his sister so um, he said yeah it it was not pleasant and he did not want to put his family through anything like that that was just kind of fresh on their mind so ideally he's saying look we want to look at a plan make sure we have a dedicated source of money make sure that we have help when we need it make sure that we're not passing this burden on to our family and I don't want to blow through all my savings or leave my spouse broke because that's basically what happened to Kyle and Kyle's father. You know, they burned through all that money and his mom was basically broke the last couple years of her life. So here's what we found out about him when we started the process. Both of them are in very good shape, uh, very active. So we we really had no issues. Again, we could look at traditional plans. We could look at asset-based plans. We could do whatever we wanted. Their health was great. Your health is the currency that allows you to get long-term care insurance. So I've had 40-year-olds that have been turned down, I've had 84-year-olds that have been approved. So it's based on your health, and they were both in good shape. They both were still working, and they planned on doing so for, you know, they thought another 8 to 10 years. Again, they're 55 and 54 years old, so they thought they're probably going to work into their their mid-60s. They like their job, and they're comfortable. Their youngest child just finished college last year and was working full-time now, so they're independent, and they were feeling good about that. They had a daughter that was actually living with them and working part-time while she finishes up nursing school. So she already had a job lined up, and so they weren't worried about that. But uh, she was just you know, staying with them right now and then would take this job and be moving out pretty, pretty soon. So they, they were kind of basically through with the expenses of raising their kids. That's where they're at. So they said that's one of the reasons why they said, okay, now maybe is a time to start looking into long-term care planning because we can probably afford this without worrying about paying for tuition or something like that for one of the kids. So um, they both had 401ks through their job. Uh, Monix is going to have a small pension when she retires. You know, not enough to live on, but it'll be, it'll be a nice small pension that'll be consistent. They're both going to have Social Security. They almost have their house paid for. They're about four years away from getting their house completely paid off. Uh, They plan on staying in their home, but they may consider moving when they retire. And they said basically it's going to just depend on where the kids settle and and, and if they have grandkids. So they're not tied to living and dying on the back 40 per se. They said, you know, we like our house. We'll stay here. But if our kids settle somewhere else and they start having kids and we want to be closer to them, we might consider moving. So that was just kind of what we found out about them. Now, when we started talking about what they wanted from a plan, this is where it got kind of interesting. Both of them love the idea of a plan that will pay them back or pay their kids back if they don't use it. So they had looked at traditional plans. They had gotten some quotes. They didn't like the idea of it. They thought, well, we could be paying into these forever. Rates can go up. If we don't use them, the money's gone. So they heard about these new asset-based plans, and they said, well, we we, we want to explore that because – that would be ideals if we don't use these plans, we get lucky, we'll have the money go back. And folks, when I say get lucky, think about this from this statistic. They say about 70% of us after age 65 will need some kind of assistance before we die, so some kind of long-term care assistance. 
But if we're looking at a married couple, so two people in the household, there's a 92% chance now that somebody's going to use that. So, you know, the odds are stacked against us. So that's what I say. If you get lucky and you don't use your long-term care insurance, that's, well, the money goes back to the estate. You didn't lose anything. That's what makes these asset-based plans. But really, we're getting it there for the protection for the long-term care insurance. Um, they, you know, they wanted something that would give them meaningful coverage, but they did not want a Cadillac policy. They had other assets and they said, look, we, we, we don't want to pay for something that's, you know, some crazy, ridiculous amount. We just want something that's really going to keep us from, you know, exhausting our savings and be something that's meaningful to us. And again, that's different for everybody. You know, a lot of people ask, well, I, I just say, well, how much money do you want to contribute out of your own kitty? And the problem I say is, you know, if you're buying a dollar of long-term care services for 25 cents out of your insurance plan versus your kitty over here, your retirement account is going to cost you a dollar thirty. Yeah, it's where most people say, "Well, I'd rather dip into the, you know, I'd, I'd rather dip into the long-term care insurance." So we're always trying to balance that out. They did not want payments in retirement if they could avoid that. Um, not sure how they would fund the plan, um, but they said, "Look." They, they wanted some flexibility. They wanted the flexibility in their care options. Um, when we start talking about how they use their plan, one of the things that popped up into to Kyle's mind was that his dad was home for years. So he said, well, if something like that happened, instead of making you know my wife provide all that care, I'd like to be able to bring somebody into the home and give her some respite. So that was something that was important to him. But if they needed to move to a facility, they wanted the option to do that too. Um, and so it, a lot of it is, you know, it's based on personal experience. Again, Kyle watched his dad at home. He spent two years in a, an assisted living facility and then the last two months of his life in a nursing home. So Kyle said, well, I just want a policy that's going to work regardless of where I end up. Um, they preferred to pay over time. They did have cash savings. They could have done a lump sum, but ideally they're saying, look, we're still working. We have positive cash flow. We'd like to protect our savings and just maybe set up a payment over time if we can do that, but still have a finite amount of money going in and not have payments in retirement. So that's what's kind of their wish list when we start talking about some of the different things to consider and some of the options they wanted. So here's what we did for them. Number one, we ruled out the traditional plans right away. You know, traditional plans don't pay you back. There's no finite amount of money going into them. You just got to pay into them until you go on claim. Then we ended up looking basically at the asset plans that are out there. And we compared the individual options with the joint options. And what I mean by that, again, is I've only got, I've got really two asset-based plans out there that you can fund over time that are joint policies. One of them just came out with their policy just this last month. And, and that's the one that we actually ended up looking at. I'll get to that in just a second. So I've got two that do joint policies. And then all the other carriers, if we're trying to compare, I say, well, it goes back to Connie's question at the beginning. Her advisor said, well, here's your long-term care insurance, one for you, one for your husband. So we looked at those two individual policies that way as well, too, and we compared those. So that's kind of where we started. The joint plan gave them more insurance for less money. That's what we ended up settling on. We also considered the funding options, single pay, five pay, 10 pay, paid up at 65. They both agreed that, you know what, we're going to end up doing a 10 pay, meaning they will have 10 annual payments into their long-term care insurance plan. So this is what we did for them. This is how the plan is going to look. They're going to make 10 annual payments of $19,300 into their plan. So they'll pay a total of $193,000 if they make all 10 payments. And again, what I mean by that is if they make all 10 payments, if one of them go on claim on this joint plan within you know that 10 years, well, the premiums are going to be waived. But assuming they're not, they're young, 54, 55, We'll assume they're going to make all 10 payments. up, will put $193,000 into their plan. Today, day one, if they go out and they need long-term care, they have $640,000 in this bucket of money. So, you know, $640,000 is the, long, the total long-term care benefit. Each of them can pull out $6,000 a month or $72,000 a year to pay for care until that's exhausted. So, again, we're going back to a joint policy. We have one bucket of money. Each person could pull money out. If one person dies and never uses any long-term care, the entire bucket of money is there for the spouse, for the survivor, and then all 640000 is theirs. However, that's just day one. What we did, when we see somebody in their 50s like this, we always want to consider inflation riders. Inflation riders are a compounding effect that grow the value of your long-term care insurance and grow the monthly benefit over time because we know that today... 
$6,000 a month buys X amount, but we know 20 years down the road, it's not going to buy the same amount. So we want that benefit to grow. So we chose a 3% compound inflation rider. So the benefit's going to compound by 3% every year. So if I go out 20 years, now they're in their mid-70s, now they've got over $1,122,000 in their bucket of money. Remember, they start out with six forty, but their monthly benefit has grown to $10,521. So if we do the math on this, they, if one person went on claim, that policy would last eight years. If they both went on claim and pulled out the maximum monthly benefit, it would last them a total of four years. So we have about 96 months if one person's on claim. We have 48 months if they're bolts. And so that's a joint. But it doesn't have to be even squeezing like that. One person, like if Kyle went on claim and used one year of long-term care coverage, well, then when his wife came on claim, guess what? She would have a full seven years of coverage. So Monica would have the other seven years and vice versa. So it's one bucket of money. You both get to draw from it until you exhaust that. And when the first person passes away, the remainder balance is there for the second person to use. So again, we have a growing benefit now. They put 193 into the policy, but here's what happens. If they don't use the plan, $216,000 is paid back to the estate. So that's their death benefit, quote unquote. So that goes back tax-free. Now, that's pretty good. That's pretty because they have the inflation rider. They're still going to get more money back than they put into the plan guaranteed. But the other thing that's kind of cool about this plan is even if they use, let's, let's just go out 20 years, and they say they have $1.1 million, they use all of that long-term care insurance. When the second person dies, they're still going to get over $21,000 paid back to the estate. That's what we call a guaranteed minimum death benefit. So kind of uh, unique to a couple carriers out there that offer that saying, hey, you use all your long-term care insurance, we're still going to give you a little bit back. So 193 they could pull out a million dollars, they're still going to get $21,000. So one ninety-three in, they pull out a million, they still get $21,000. So you just break that back and say, well, net-net, the, worst, the, the real true cost of this policy is $172,000 because they're always going to get that twenty one back. Some other things to know about this policy the elimination period is the amount of time you have to wait before the insurance company starts paying. So with traditional plans, the standard is 90 days. You can buy it down to 60 or 30 or even to zero days, but the standard is 90. This policy has a 90-day retroactive elimination period. And let me explain what that means. 90-day retroactive. So you're going to pay the first 90 days of care. And then when you go on claim, you know, you're going to pay that first 90 days starting month four, so day 91, they're going to send you a check for four months of benefit. So again, let's go back out there to, you know, year 20, they have $10,500 of monthly benefit. At month four, they would get a check for $42,000. So four times 10500 they'd get that check for 42000 So they're going to pay back retroactively to day one. And then you would get your $10,500 every month until you exhaust a policy. Um, so that's what's kind of unique about this policy. It's going to be really zero-day retroactive elimination period. Now, here's the other thing. We're talking about how the plans pay you back. This is a cash benefit plan, meaning that when they go on claim, the insurance company is just going to spit that check out to them. And again, because the inflation rider is growing that benefit, you know, when they're 83 years old, now they're going to have $14,139 a month. So if they go on claim, they just get a check for $14,000. They can hire informal care. They can pay, you know, their daughter's in nursing school right now. She's going to become a nurse. If their daughter wants to come and, and work for mom and dad, they can pay her. It doesn't matter. They have the ability to pay family members or hire somebody they know and they trust. If they move to a facility or they use a licensed caregiver, it doesn't matter. They're just going to have that cash in their checking account to pay that. Um, so total of eight years of coverage, either can use all of it. So that's the one thing you have to understand about a joint policy is that if one person goes on claim early, let's say that uh, Kyle will throw him under the bus. He gets hit by the bus, gets a spinal injury, and so now he's going to be in long-term care. Well, what would happen there is Monica would say, well, it looks like he's going to use most of that. She's still healthy, would go out and get another plan in place for her because he would be able to use all of it that way. But what does it do for him? I, I mean, I think the number one thing that all long-term care plans do is it gives them a peace of mind. The coverage starts today, whether it's a you know rare diagnosis. Again, I have a client that took a policy out at 59. She's on claim at 62. She got diagnosed with ALS. I mean, so those things happen. They have the coverage. The coverage starts today. 
It's flexible. They can get care from who they want, where they want, including a family member in their own home. The payments that they're going to pay into this are guaranteed, so they have a finite amount of money going into that plan, and they're guaranteed to get more money back than they put into that plan. So again, what we're doing, I just tell people, we're taking something out of one pocket, we're putting some benefits and features on it, and we're sticking it in the other pocket. It's just that this plan allows us to do it over time, do it over those 10 years. At the end of 10 years, they're going to have a paid-up plan. They retire. They've got a growing long-term care plan that covers both of them, and they won't have any payments going into retirement. So just kind of checked all the boxes for them, which is just great. I'm looking at my clock here. I need to squeeze in my final break, but stick around. I want to give everybody an update on the Washington CARES Act, and especially for the people that don't live in Washington State, because there's some bad news. There's some things coming your way, and I'll tell you about that when I get back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back. And uh, thanks again for your interest in tuning into the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, again, you can download and subscribe to our podcast to get notified when it, it hits. It's usually uploaded to the uh, podcast system by, I want to say Fridays, most of the time every week. And um, then we also have classes. You can sign up at our website in the, the 15th. That's a Saturday and the 20th of July. I, can, I cannot believe that we're talking about July already, honestly. I, I mean, it's been a busy, busy, busy June. Um, I had a couple of events that I had to travel to. My daughter graduated. I'm going to be out in uh, my little house out in Creed, Colorado for July 4th. And then we come back and it's like, man, you're right into summer. So kind of an exciting, busy time. Um, But again, if you want to sign up for one of the classes, we always have at least two live classes a month. And, you know, if you cannot get to a class, you don't have a time, you don't have the patience for that, for the live class. Just let us know. Email us. Uh, Madeline can get you a, a recording of one of the the most recent webinars because we do have those available out there. And so we'll get you. And again, the whole idea of the class is just get a really good 10,000-foot overview. I can always tell when somebody hasn't been to a class because they call us up and they say, hey, can you send me some quotes on long-term care? And I'm like, hey, that's kind of like asking me, calling me up saying, how much does a car cost? Well, it's a lot of things. Again, we got to figure out a lot of stuff before we can start spitting out prices. So we're 
we're trying to teach you, educate you first. We're firm believers, start with education. And then when you're ready, we'll start talking about designing and try to figure out how to design a plan. And number two, what's the most efficient way to fund that plan for you? Now, if you were, you know, unless you're under a rock, um, which there obviously are some people, because I just got a call today um, from somebody asking about trying to get out of the Washington State CARES Act. So if you don't know, Washington State passed a payroll tax, which is going to fund a hundred dollar a day long-term care benefit at some day in the future if you qualify and the way you qualify is you've got to pay into this plan for 10 years it doesn't matter how much you pay into it it's you know whether you're making fifty thousand a year or five million a year they're going to tax you on that income and they're going to give you a hundred dollars a day for one year and it's really just to offset the the cost of medicaid for the state and then the state's going to go back to the federal government and say hey aha we saved you $500,000, we want you to pay us that money. So it's just, you know, it's really just another payroll tax. We had a family leave tax that was passed. That tax has been increased by 50% this year as well, too. And so now what they did is 0.6%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 0.6% of all your income. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, commission or bonus or W 2 wages. 0.6% of all income goes to the state of Washington. And that tax will go up. I, I, I you just mark my word. You can write it down that uh, Brian Audit 525 advisor said the tax will go up because it will. So here's the thing. Washington State is going to implement that tax starting in July. So if doesn't matter, you if if you do not have long term care insurance and you did not opt out, which you had to opt out by November of last year, if you did not opt out by then. It's too late. You cannot get out of the tax. Even if you have long-term care insurance, if you didn't opt out and you don't have the letter from the state, your employer's going to legally have to collect that tax and you're going to pay into the long-term care pool. And so what's happening now is that was the first shot across the bow, so, so to speak, nationally. But here's what's happening. Here's some other states that are out there. And I know we have podcasters, uh, people listening to our podcast all over the country. Here's the states that are looking at doing something very similar. Pennsylvania's got almost verbatim our exact same uh, law coming through, only they're not going to give anybody an opt-out. They're just going to pass the law, and if you don't have long-term care insurance by that date, then you don't get out of the tax. But Oregon, California, Utah, Alaska, Colorado, Hawaii, uh, Missouri, Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, all of these states currently have something on the books that they're looking at trying to get this bill passed through. So what you have to understand is what the government's really doing is they're forcing you to pay a payroll tax for what they're calling long-term care, which technically is not long-term care. In fact, in the state of Washington, a long-term care policy has to pay coverage for a minimum of two years. The state's going to collect all this payroll tax from you, and they're only going to give you $100 a day for a year. That's it. And it doesn't trigger the same way as a private long-term care insurance policy does. So, you know, a 30-year-old tech guy that's making $100,000 a year, you know, or that 25-year-old graduate student that got out and got their $100,000 a year job, they're going to be paying about $600 a year right out of the gate in tax for that $100 a day benefit. Well, a private long-term care insurance policy for two years wouldn't cost them that much. So it's really skewed. And again, like all the other government programs, really what we're doing is we're collecting from everybody to you know level the playing field, just like health insurance. Obamacare forced us all to get health insurance. Why? So we could cover the people that don't have health insurance. So this is going to do kind of the same thing. So what you have to be aware of is that the states are looking at this, but the debacle that they had in Washington state was because they gave an opt-out. So when they passed that law in January, they gave you until November to get a plan in place, and then they gave you until the following year to get opted out. Well, that was 2021. Well, what happened is most of the carriers were out of the business. They, they weren't even accepting applications from Washington state in October because they were getting inundated with everybody trying to get out of the what's the absolute cheapest long-term care policy I can get to qualify to get out of the plan. And the way Washington State flubbed it is they said, hey, get insurance, get your opt-out letter. They had no way to verify if you kept your insurance, so you could just turn around and cancel it. The carriers figured that out, so they said, we don't want that. We're not going to spend $1,000 to underwrite somebody and get three payments for $30 and then turn around and have them cancel the policy. So all the other states are learning that, well, you know what we're going to do is we're not going to give that opt-out. What we're going to do is just quietly work this through our legislation. 
We're going to get the bill signed and passed. And then it's going to be, you guess what? If you don't have long-term care insurance in place by January of that year, whatever year they pass it. So right now, if somebody passes in 2023, they'll say, well, if you didn't have a plan in place by January 1st, 2023, you're automatically going to be in the tax. And what's really sinister about this is that like, like my son and my daughter, I couldn't even get them long-term care insurance because they're under 18 years old. So I didn't have any carriers that even offer that. In fact, most of the plans don't. Most of the asset-based plans, you know, you're going to be at least 30 years old before you can qualify for that. So we had this whole big gap of people that couldn't even get long-term care insurance, even though they, they would if they could, but they couldn't. Now they're going to be stuck in that payroll tax forever. So I just want to give everybody an update on that. And if you're listening in Washington State, you cannot get out of the tax. It's coming July. If you Even if you have long-term care insurance, if you didn't already opt out under the state rules, there's no additional leeway. There's no additional time for you to opt out. So the bottom line is you're going to be in that tax. You're going to be in that payroll tax. It's not a meaningful benefit. It's going to be very insignificant. So for everybody else out there, again, these are just the states that are looking at it right now. Everybody else is lining up. So I would say in another five years, you're going to see the vast majority of states trying to force something through uh, to force people into a state-mandated long-term care protection coverage. So you might want to think about getting that private policy if you're healthy enough to qualify. So uh, you've burned another week with me. I appreciate everybody's interest. Again, we have a couple classes coming up, 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for our podcast. I'm going to get to work. I'll have another new show for you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.